What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode on the Christian Constitutionalist Podcast. Today's topic is the New World Order. Now, Wednesday, if you heard my episode on Wednesday, I told y'all that Saturday, today, there was going to be a big topic that I was going to be discussing. Well, here it is. Some of y'all may be familiar with the New World Order or the Great Reset, but some of y'all may not. So, to put it in the simplest, to put it in the most simplest terms, it is where the whole world is under the control of the globalist, also known as totalitarianism. So, Joe Biden, the vegetable in chief, he's mentioned it several times. Here's a video. The affirmative task we have now is uh, is to actually um, uh, create uh, uh, a new world order because the global order is changing again. And the institutions and rules that worked so well in the post-World War II era for decades, uh, they need to be strengthened and some have to be changed. So we have to do what we do best. We have to lead. We have to lead. We have to update the global rules of the road. We have to we have to do it in a way that maximizes benefits for everyone, because obviously it's overwhelmingly in our interest. This is not a zero sum game. It's overwhelmingly in our interest. That that's the end of the video. You can search it up. It's called Joe Biden says it's time to actually create a new world order. He said this in 2013 of April 5th, uh, April 5th, 2013. Now. Here's a side note. If you look up this video, you may or may not see this, but it says the New World Order. It says New World Order. Wikipedia. Check this out. The New World Order is a conspiracy theory which hypothesizes a secretly emerging totalitarian world government. What I find interesting is that it says the New World Order is a conspiracy theory. Hmm. This is how they try to brainwash you. So when you see that, remember, it's wrong, which Wikipedia is barely um, accurate as it is. So just remember, it is not a conspiracy theory. That's what they want you to believe, to distract you from what's really going on. Let's look at independent, the, the, the publisher is independent. The title is, What is the New World Order and Why Has Joe Biden Caused Uproar by Using This Phrase? Here's the video. As one of them, as the guard uh, and inflection point, I believe, in the world economy, not just the world economy, in the world, it occurs every three or four generations. As one of them, as the, uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're gonna, there's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. We've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. So anyway. He's right. A lot of people have died. What he failed to mention is that between 1973 and today, over 63 million unborn innocent lives have been murdered, have been put on death row. 
Oh, but he's not going to mention that, of course, because guess what? He doesn't value life. He doesn't value life. Wow. Let's talk about the, the world leaders and how they have mentioned the New World Order, uh, even at the World Economic Forum. Let's look at the Daily Caller. The future is built by us. Klaus Schwab lays out vision for a New World Order. That's the title. This was written May 23rd, 2022. Klaus Schwab, founder and chairman of the World Economic Forum, WEF, addressed more than 2,500 business, political, and media elites at WEF's annual summit in Davos, Switzerland on Monday. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community such as you here in this world, in this room. Schwab told his audience. We have the means to improve the state of the world, he added. Global leaders are assembling for the summit this week to discuss the theme, history at a turning point, government policies and business strategies. The meeting is a starting point for a new era of global responsibility and cooperation, the World Economic Forum's website wrote. The moment demands it. Schwab assured the summit attendees they had the power to take control of the future and change the world. Now, uh, on the Daily Caller, they do not have a video with this. But in the next few minutes, um, there is a video that I found where he does say where he does say this. But also, there's some um, other uh, individuals that you will hear that say other things that will that will blow your mind. Let's go to decodingthedeception.com. Title is Douglas Kruger analyzes you will own nothing and you will be happy. I've said, I've talked about this. Um, I think I talked about this a few episodes ago. I mentioned this. But here, you're going to get some really good information. It's about 12 minutes long. Again, everybody do your own research. Look into this yourself. That's why I provide the titles and the websites. But um, for time's sake, we're just only going to look at just a couple minutes of it. But this is some really good information that needs to be shared and that needs to be listened to. When we talk about collective ownership, we are often told that the great thing about it is that everybody will own. The reality of the thing is that nobody but those in power own. The Great Reset is an idea put forward by the World Economic Forum to fundamentally restructure the global economy in the wake of COVID-19. But what are some of the dangers inherent in this ideology? Joining me to discuss is Douglas Kruger, who's a speaker and author focusing on political correctness. Douglas, could you tell our viewers, what is this idea of the Great Reset exactly? And what are some of the risks attached to it? Like many of the politically correct ideas that we, we hear bandied about in the media, uh, this entire project is couched in, in kindness. It is presented as something that is being done or being proposed for our good and for the greater good. And uh, that always uh, sets my, my alarms and sensors going because that tends to, to lead to very problematic ideology. In a very quick nutshell, the proposal out of Davos uh, is essentially this, a group of exceptionally powerful individuals, predominantly in the banking, finance and business sector, um, in alliance with government leadership, are proposing that as a result of these COVID lockdowns that have done a great deal of damage to economies globally, 
they perceive that they now have an opportunity to rebuild economies but to do so in what they believe is a a more enlightened fashion and there are generally generally speaking there are problems with the idea of groups of people in power deciding the history of humanity in a best case scenario we are simply supposed to be free to determine our own futures our own um, progress what what we want out of life now in this particular case what they're proposing is a sort of collectivist idea that takes personal ownership out of the equation the little phrase and it sounds so innocent is you will own nothing and you will be happy now if you go back just several hundred years the founding father and first president of the united states which was a essentially a project founded on the idea of human liberty and freedom pretty much for the first time in modern history uh, george washington said there is no such thing as personal human rights without property ownership and he said that for several very interesting and important reasons but the principle is sound if you are dependent on a greater power for everything then you are not free you um you place yourself as an individual in quite a precarious situation it was in fact the formula for living the the sort of political reality for most of human history if you look back at um, a simple setup like the serfs of europe this is a group of people who owned nothing and simply contributed to the overlord who determined what they could and could not have and they had zero rights the it is the property that you own that actually ensures your rights to a great degree so while this may sound like a a very enlightened idea sort of a communal uh, collectivist utopia there are many problems with this once you start thinking about how it might actually be implemented and Okay, guys, that's a lot of good information right there, and I believe he hit the head on the couple minutes that I showed y'all. Listen to the whole thing. Please, do the research. Listen to what he says and dive deep into it. This stuff is real. Let's go to opentheword.org. Uh, does the Great Reset and the New World Order include the Mark of the Beast? Now, before we get into this, a lot of people want to mention Revelation. A lot of people misunderstand the context of Revelation, and they take everything literal. Um, they honestly throw out the context, which devalues the whole point of Revelation. Now, I will talk about Revelation at another time. But, when you read these articles, if you have the same, you know, uh, view as me when it comes to Revelation, don't just throw these articles out. Read them. Take everything with a grain of salt. So, let's read, a, let's read some things. You may have heard about the Great Reset, a plan originated by the World Economic Forum, a group of global economic and political elites, uh, I'm sorry, elitists, who want to use the COVID pandemic, pandemic, is how I say it, to remake the world, uh, to make to remake the world along a socialist, totalitarian thing. This re this would result in a small group of elitists essentially controlling uh, the world. As part of it, they even envision a world where people would no longer be allowed to own property. But in the midst of this discussion on the Great Reset, LifeSite News uncovered a video of an interview with Klaus Schwab, 
who founded the WEF and currently heads its Great Reset program. In a 2016 interview with the Swiss-based media outlet RTS, Schwab stated that he believed computer chips would be installed in people's brains within the next 10 years. Now, I'm going to... Uh, this is... They're speaking a different language, so I'm going to translate it um, in English with the uh, with the words on the screen, but um, uh, uh, forgive me for the, the delays... Um, they're continuing talking, but the words, the translation pops up just a couple minutes late. So let's dive deep into it. A top globalist prediction of widespread brain reading technology is rapidly proving true as big tech companies advance impl uh, implantable microchip and other transhuman projects. In a recent unearthed video, Klaus Schwab, founder of the World Economic Forum, called for microchips to be implanted in our brains. Schwab, who leads the West's Great Reset Program. Uh, he detailed his microchip prediction in a 2016 interview with Swiss broadcasting group RTS, saying that the brain chips would be widely introduced, certainly in the next 10 years. That was a slide before the video. Today, at the end of this, we are talking about chips uh, that can be implanted. When will that be? Certainly in the next 10 years. And at first, we will implant them in our clothes. And then we could imagine that we will implant them in our brains or in our skins. And in the end, maybe there will be a direct communication between our brain and the digital world. What we see is a kind of fusion of the physical, digital, and biological world. We call someone. We don't even have the reflex to take a device. It's done naturally. The technique continues the body. Yes, you talk and you say, I want to be connected with, with anyone now. And first, you have the personalized bots, and I saw that Mr. Zuckerberg predicted that at the end of the year, he will have his robot. His personalized butler that is at his disposal. Like in the downtown Abbey, we'll, uh, we will have our personal... Whoops, went too fast. Uh, like in Downtown Abbey, we will have our personal robot butler, our servant, our slave. Yes, but there is a difference. It is a servant that, uh, that with artificial intelligence learns and that is not only your assistant for manual work. But that can really be an intellectual partner of you. That's the video. Go look at the video yourselves. Interesting. Hmm. Now, tie everything that I just said into now. Microchips on your clothes, in your skin. How many reports have we heard about microchips being in people because of the uh, the, the China virus vaccine um, that they came out with? Next is cogwriter.com, Church of God News. Title is World Economic Forum and the Push for a New World Order. Now, same thing. They mention Revelation. They talk about it. But they, what I really like about these people is that they have, if you look through their article, there's so much, so many resources that they provide. I'm only going to read some things. But please go and read this article. 
Remember, take everything with a grain of salt. It reads, Today was the last day of the World Economic Forum meeting called Davos Agenda 2022. The WEF put up the following at its website today, January 21st, 2022. Trust is a topic that has emerged in sessions across the Davos Agenda this week, with world leaders calling on the business community in particular to join governments and partnerships built on trust to right the world's wrongs. In addition to special addresses uh, and sessions featuring world leaders on the state of the world in 2022, the Davos Agenda also served as a moment for the World Economic Forum to drive global impact through its multi-stakeholder initiatives. That's what was on the website. This is what they say. Trust? The WEF does not place its trust on the truth of the Bible. So no Christians cannot trust it. Jesus, not the WEF, or various globalist organizations can be trusted to right the world's wrongs. I gotta agree with that. Absolutely. Many well-known globalist leaders virtually attended DeVos Agenda 2022 and spoke. For a partial list, see WEF, DeVos Agenda 2022, and Totalitarianism. That's the link you can click on that they provide. Look that up. Um, they also mention in here about a global tax plan that was that was put forth at DeVos Agenda 2022. January 20th, 2022, the direct Im, uh, Im, imposition of permanent annual taxes on the earnings of the world's richest individuals could redistribute wealth and lift millions out of poverty, a report presented to the WEF on Wednesday outlined. Under the globalist pr uh, proposal, Supranational, uh, to, uh, supranational taxation could start at a rate of 2% on wealth over $5 million and progress to 5% on wealth over $1 billion, generating $2.52 trillion. This would be in addition to and on top of whatever taxes are imposed at source by individual national authorities. And they even have a link for that. Continue on your own time to read the rest. For time's sake, I, I've got to move to the next one. That video that I talked about earlier, where uh, the Daily Caller did not have the video, but they just had the article, this is it. Let's see if I can rewind it. Here we go. Dying of hunger. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. When everybody has to wear a biometric bracelet, which constantly monitors your blood pressure, your heart rate, your brain activity, 24 hours a day, you can hack my body and my brain and my life, and you can understand me better than I understand myself. You need to wait for Jesus Christ to come back to earth in order to overcome death. A couple of geeks in the laboratory can do have a small elite that um, pushes things in its own interests, even if it doesn't benefit the vast majority of the population. Y'all hear that? There's some evil, evil people. Let me pause this. Look that video up yourself. It is on iFunny.co. 
and it's the elite's agenda for the new world order, their agenda to microchip the human race. Let me tell you something. These people do not have God in their life. They are trying to play God. That's exactly what's going on. People, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is really what's happening. And we can prevent it. We can. God has given us the sources, the resources to preserve our freedoms. God has already done his part. He has provided us with the Constitution. He has provided us with a country that has a Constitution that's based on biblical principles written by God-fearing men. It is our choice to either throw that away, to listen to the woke, left, globalist, socialist maniacs who try to devalue the Founding Fathers, who try to only say the the horrible things that some people in our country, um, uh, the lifestyles that some uh, people in our country years ago um, had when it came to slavery and whatnot. But not everybody was a slave owner. Some actually fought to free people, such as Abraham Lincoln. So it's very important that we do our own research and not listen to these to these cummies, to these followers of the New World Order globalist. So with that being said, last couple minutes, I would like to provide some Bible verses and then read y'all something from the Declaration of Independence. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 4 through 6, I'll be reading from the King James Version. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. There nobody is God. There's only one God. No man, no idol can be the God who is in heaven, our creator. There's only one Lord. Proverbs 27, verse 17. Iron sharpeth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. People, I am the Christian constitutionalist, but let me make one thing clear. I encourage everybody to be Christian constitutionalist. See, being a Christian is not just something uh, I am sometimes. It is something I am. It's a lifestyle. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. But I do my best to be biblical and to be on the path of righteousness. When it comes to being constitutional, so, so many people I know say they're not religious, but man, they are all about that constitution. It's really hard to value the constitution if you are not a Christian. Because it was written by men who are God-fearing. And they did not get those, um, they did not write the laws 
and write the First Amendment and write the Second Amendment and so forth and so on and write the Declaration of Independence by saying, oh, we just left theocracy, you know, let's come up with something that's never been done before. They opened up their Bibles. They were they they studied their Bibles. They were knowledgeable when it came to the Bible. They tr- they strive to be biblical, and I believe without the Bible there would not be a Constitution, at least the one that we do, at least not the one we have today. It's very important that we are biblical and that we are constitutional. You take God and the Bible out of the country, the whole country falls. The whole country falls. And you're left with totalitarianism. You're left with the globalist, with the socialist, with the communist, who are greedy for power and will stomp on whoever they need to, especially the most vulnerable, to get what they want. We can stop this. We must... We must... Turn to God. We must be biblical. And once we have turned to God, once we are striving to be biblical, then we can be constitutional, at least uh, the best we can be. It's hard to be constitutional if you throw out God and if you throw out the Bible. I have a hard time grasping that. Be biblical. Be constitutional. It all starts with us. It all starts with us. If we are not biblical, this country is going to fall. We must be biblical. And when we are biblical, when we are striving to be on the path of righteousness, when we are striving to apply biblical principles, biblical principles... In our everyday lives. Then. We can actually carry out the constitution. In. It's. uh, I guess you could say in it's best form. Be biblical. Be constitutional. When we are. When we are biblical. We see that iron sharp as iron. We see that there's a. That there's a God. Who looks over us. Our creator. God's already done his part. We must do ours. We must lock arms as Americans. We must be united again. Once we are united, once we are biblical, once we are constitutional, we will be able to take back our country and make it great again. We will make it secure again. We will make it safe again again we will make it united again we will make it biblical again and we will make it constitutional again but it all starts with us it all starts with me and with you let's look at the declaration of independence in closing we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator, their creator, God, with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, 
that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these things, tyrant, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Be biblical, be constitutional. We can make America biblical again, and we can make America godly again. And once we do those two things, we can make America great again. So my question to you all is, will you pick up your Bible? Will you pick up your Constitution? Will you understand its context? Will you actually carry out the truth? Will you study to know the truth? Once you know the truth, will you put yourself on the front lines to fight for the truth? Will you join me in being a part of the resistance? We have a country to save. And if we do not resist, our homeland will be taken forever. Do not let this opportunity go because of your complacency and your compliance and your reliance. Think about your family. Think about their well-being. What are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice and put on the line to preserve our freedoms. Join me as we repeat 1776.